Hi, Jeff Cooper here from Classic Christian Rock Radio, and we have David Huff on the phone. Hello, David. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing today? Really well. Beautiful spring weather. How is it down where you are? Well, it uh, just today turned a little cloudy, but other than that, it's beautiful. It's springtime. That's right. <laughs> right into it. So the last time we talked, we were just trying to figure out how long ago. It was well over a year. You thought maybe two years, so probably a year and a half. Let's go in the middle. <laughs> uh, last, you yeah, the last time we talked, you were mixing your DVD. Do you remember that? Oh, if yes, that, sir. You were actually in the studio uh, doing some mixing in between our interviews, so that maybe puts the date on it for you. Uh, tell us more about that. As far as the DVD? Yes. Uh, we actually recorded that in August 17. Right. And um, so, you know, when, whenever you do a, a live recording, there's a lot of things that are involved in the uh, post part as far as after the fact, because a lot of things that you do live, you know, uh, you can actually have played it better, but maybe you got caught up in the moment and you missed this string or you missed that string. In fact, on one one place on the uh, uh, project we, we were recording, all of a sudden, one of my strings just completely went completely bazonkers, and uh, it was really obvious that, wow, something just happened. <laughs> and so anyway, those kind of things will happen, you know, occasionally. And so uh, thanks be to God, you know, he always makes a way of an escape. Mm -hmm. He made a way of it and, and, and escaped for you and me, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, about 2,000 years ago Amen. on that old rugged cross, it yeah. still works today. Amen. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. So <clears throat> you and with David and the Giants, of course, did a live stream concert uh, last year with uh, Classic Petra. I watched that, by the way. It was really, really a lot of fun. Um, was this only for one night? Do you remember that? Oh, yes, sir. I believe it was <clears throat> September 21st. Okay. And it was a great, great event. Now, of course, you know, Petra and, and David and the Giants, we go back quite a few years. Of course, yeah. And we've, and we've done dates before together. Mm. And so it, it was just, uh, it, it was like, almost like a family reunion kind of situation as far as the two groups being back together. But there was so much uh, joy and excitement in the presence of God there at the auditorium. and uh, But it, it was a great event. And the only thing I can say is that uh, Jesus Christ was glorified. And I feel that, that sometimes, you know, when you're playing and singing, it's almost like you can picture his face looking down and it's always smiling. Praise mm -hmm. the Lord. Amen. Amen. So that's awesome. I think I don't think anybody recorded it, but it's on on Facebook um, stream somewhere. I have it saved in my file, so I'm sure people can look it up. Uh, if not, uh, I'll find it for them, and uh, maybe they can connect with me, and I'll see if they can have a look at that. Awesome. <clears throat> it was really good. How was your trip to the Philippines? Oh, it was amazing. Of course, you know we prayed for some some time, you know, to go to that country. Uh, in fact, it was probably in 1997 that my wife and I, we've taken two cruises in our lifetime, and one of them was in 1997. Mm. And so on that cruise, we met so many Filipino people. 
And um, I, I remember there was one of these Filipinos that was kind of cold, you know. He just didn't want to be talked to about Jesus. Uh, by the way, I try to somebody that I, I'm in contact with as far as if they're a waiter, if they're a waitress, it doesn't matter who they are. I always like to say something mm-hmm. about this Jesus Christ. And so Amen. it was there on that on that on that trip, you know, that we took, um, that I, I met all these Filipino people, people, and they were so kind, except for this one person. <laughs> so it was like a, a personal issue that, yeah. in the name of Jesus, I wanted to reach that person. Right on. And so, and so I, I kept, you know, just the Bible says that love never fails. Mm. So in everything we do, sometimes it may look that. That you love that person and they didn't love you back, it it wasn't a failure because no. there's nothing that you ever sow uh, that won't you, you you reap ever what you sow. So if you sow love, you're gonna get love. And so this one particular person on the last day of the the cruise, uh, there was a Bible that I had brought, and the Lord impressed me to give him that Bible, and so I, I gave him the Bible. And the man had tears in his eyes. And it was a moment in time that I'll never forget. Wow. And I spoke something in existence. I said, you know, I've never been to your country. I said, but one day I will go there in the name of Jesus. Mm. Well, it took quite a few years. But last year, 2018, David and the Giants went to the Philippines. Wow. And we saw so many amazing events. First of all, the the it, the country is very poor, and uh, they're very needy, and they're very loving. They're very kind, uh, and so it, it was just such a, a time. And we went and had a concert at this big arena, and uh, we were <coughs> we did uh, some radio interviews in the city, mm-hmm. um, and so anyway. We, we put out the word there, and lo and behold, brother, there was around 6,000 people that showed up. Wow. And <laughs> at, the end of, at the end of the concert, I do not know how many people that came forward and gave their lives to God. Amazing. But it was, like I say, uh, it was unforgettable. And now we've already been asked to come back. Beautiful. That is amazing. I know our, <clears throat> our station manager, Mr. Bill, uh, he was there just ahead of you uh, for some kind of a ministry with his church, and he was just uh, blessed as well with the work they did there. And I uh, was saying, look out for you, but I think his timing was off. He was back before you left, so that would have been a cool ma- match-up up there, eh? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, so it's wow. a great country. I have, I have many Filipino friends. In fact, uh, my neighbors across the way are uh, Christian Filipinos, and they're just uh, beautiful people for sure. I love them. It's great to meet people all around the world. I'm sure you've had that chance over the years, and uh, that's why we're all so different, so God can bring us together, share our differences, and more importantly, what we have in common, right? So that's awesome, Amen. beautiful. What else did you do last year? Oh, last year, wow, where do I begin? Well, <laughs> let me just say this. Uh, we saw many great things happen, and we always give God the glory. Mm-hmm. 
because it's nothing that we could do would be uh, anything unless he's in the midst doing it through us. And so there were many, many lives that were changed last year. And that's first and foremost. Uh, the, the next thing was in uh, around July, I was sitting uh, approximately the same place I am right now in the recording studio. And I, uh, I started writing a song. Mm -hmm. And it was a song called, What Are You Waiting For? Oh, yeah. That, that just came out of my lips, those words, what are you waiting for? What have you got to lose? You only have one life, and only you can choose. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, then I, I started writing all these songs that were just coming. Uh, it, it, it almost felt like it did back in the 80s and 90s when songs were coming so quick that I could hardly write them all down mm -hmm. because it was coming that quick. Yeah. Well, the same thing happened, and it started around <clears throat> July yeah. of last year. And so before I knew it, basically the whole album was ready to go. And David and John weren't planning on, you know, doing another uh, studio recording where it meant, you know, doing all new songs. Yeah. But I called all the guys, and everybody was ready to go because Beautiful. we felt that, it was a God thing, so yeah. we completed the, the complete project. What are you waiting for? We actually completed it, I guess, around January of this year. Long time coming. Released. There's another album you did. But anyway, the last time yeah. you did our original with the original lineup was 1989. <laughs> you feel old. Okay. And then 1996 was the last studio album for David and the Giants. So this is a long time coming for sure. Praise God. And yeah. we're so glad that the time is here and yes. now because there's no greater time than right now. Mm -hmm. And I believe God has called us not for just yesterday, but he called us for today and tomorrow in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's talk about some of the songs from that album. So um, I've got a list of them here if we want to have you talk a little bit about how you uh, wrote them and a little bit of, of about the uh, background. So um, the album, What Are You Waiting For? And uh, the first one is called All That Matters. Well, the song starts out, I've been thinking about streets of, of gold, about a place where I'll never grow old, where the lamb and lion will lay down to sleep and talking about the street is what the streets of gold and all the beautiful things of heaven and after I started writing some of these words all of a sudden it really hit me so strong that those things are so important to you but really when it comes down to it all that matters then and now is Jesus Christ. Amen. And, he, and so basically that's how that song was <clears throat> was written, written all around that one thought that uh, the things in this world, sometimes we get caught up in thinking we got to have this and we just got to have this and that and we got to go here, we got to go there. But when you measure it all up, uh, the thing that matters most is are those things uh, that important really hmm. and so the Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness 
and all the other things, all the things here on this earth will be added unto us. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. We've got to get there first. Amen. Uh, the second track, I like this title, Don't Mess With Israel. Don't Mess With Israel. That song started in around 08 or maybe 09. I, could, uh, I went to a place in South Carolina. Actually, my wife and I, we sung in uh, Augusta, Georgia, which is right there next to South Carolina. And there were some people, when I got through singing, they came up and said, if you and your wife ever need a place, you know, just to go and get away and write songs or ever what, uh, they said, we have a place on the lake that's just real quiet and peaceful. And just, they just said, and if you're ever interested, here's our phone number. Mm. Well, usually I just don't take people up on those kind of situations, <laughs> but I never forgot that. And so, uh, I guess two months or three months after that, I felt led that that my wife and I should go and uh, take these folks up on this uh, offer, you know. And so, for some reason, I don't remember because it's like 08 or 09, you know, when when uh, we got that invitation to go there. And so, but my wife, she said, you go. And so I loaded up my guitars and an amplifier, and I went on my way. I called folks, and of course the place was open, and they—I I never even saw the folks. Mm. They said, "You just you stay as long as you want to," but I, I was only going to stay one day. Mm. But I didn't get there until the late evening, and so that night, around two o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, all of a sudden. Here comes a song. Hmm. Don't mess with Israel. And so uh, I, I wrote the chorus right there. Hmm. But I could never finish it. And so on our new album, uh, I sent the, my lyrics and I sent the melody to a brother in Mississippi called Massingale. He's a great brother, and so a great songwriter, a great singer. I felt led that he was he would have the right words to finish the song. Hmm. So I sent him the melody and everything, so, so I, I didn't hear from him. And so we recorded 10 songs here in my studio, where I am right now, in mm -hmm. Georgia. Mm -hmm. And uh, we finished all 10 tracks. Keith got in his car and was driving back to Mississippi, where he lives, and my two brothers were still here. And I get I get this email from my friend called Messingale saying that he finished the song. Hmm. And so I started reading the lyrics to the song, and I told my brothers, I said, we've got to record this song. Hmm. I said, it's urgent that we record this song. I said, now Keith is already on his way back to Mississippi. I said, he, I know he wouldn't want to come, turn around because he'd already been gone about four or five hours. Mm. And 
though. He would be close to Mississippi by then. And so I said, I'll come to Mississippi and we'll record. And then I'll bring the tracks back here and do my vocals and put guitars on and all that. Mm -hmm. So, brother, that's how that song came about. But, of course, um, I, I feel that God is still close to the heart of Israel. Yeah. And I believe God loves Israel. And I don't know if God has ever forsaken Israel. So many of the Israel Israelis, they have departed from the ways of the Lord. Yeah. And I know they didn't accept him as our, our Messiah. I'm talking about yeah. the one and only Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I believe still God loves Israel. And we still pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. But anyway, the song, we're so thankful to God for the song, Don't Mess With Israel. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the third track is called For the Rest of My Life. Well, brother, you know, when when we came to the Lord in 1977, one of the key phrases most people would tell us was things like, man, you're not going to do this very long. You're going to be right back where you are right now. And that was, you know, playing the clubs, opening for sticks, and mm -hmm. Cheech and Chong, and <laughs> playing with Chuck Berry and all these groups. Everybody could not believe that David and the Giants were born again <laughs> and that they were leaving rock and roll <laughs> to serve the rock that don't roll. Amen. But little did they know that it took me a matter of uh, around a year to commit my life to God. I knew God was real, but I, I, I hadn't come fully to that place of surrender because I didn't want to be a, a hypocrite. I was not going to be one to put on a face today that, hey, I love Jesus, yeah. and then tonight I'll be doing something crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> I knew that once I came to that commitment that I would never, ever return to the world of sin that I was in. Praise so, God, yeah. Um, so that that's for the rest of my life. It, it was a commitment that I made, mm -hmm. you know, not just for the moment, mm -hmm. not just for today, not just tomorrow, but for the rest of my life. I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Beautiful. Okay. <clears throat> I uh, did all caps on this one because it's a rocker. Good fight of faith. I love that song. That's <laughs> one of my favorites. Oh, praise. Well, thank you. Um, good kind of faith. You know, when, when you talk about fighting, the first thing the world thinks about is, you know, two, two guys duking it out, you know. Yeah. Or in this day and time, two ladies <laughs> duking it out. So, but, <laughs> you know, but we, we're... We're not off this world. We have a different. We, I mean, we are part of a royal priesthood, Amen. a holy nation, a peculiar people, and so that that good fight of faith came on one Sunday. We left uh, St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, we were on our way back home to Georgia, and uh, Pastor David. Um, it's a great pastor there uh, in outside of St. Louis. 
uh, Pastor David Blunt, mm-hmm. and he was preaching a message, and, and we were listening online, you know, driving down the road, and he was preaching about, uh, he said something about the good fight of faith, and I, I know that's in the scriptures too, but this particular day, uh, it just really jumped out at me, and so the melody came at a gas station in Alabama. I was fill, filling up the vehicle that, that uh, we had rented, and all of a sudden, the melody to Good Father Faith came. So I started writing on it uh, during our time in uh, Alabama. But it is, it is something that, that we wore, you know, but it's not flesh and blood. Our war is in the spirit because all day long, you know, as, as we walk on this planet Earth, we're going to be subjected to different attitudes, different spirits, different things that come at us to try to draw us into the fleshly realm. But we fight the good fight of faith, and love never fails. For, so we fight with love, Amen. and we've never lost the war, and we never will mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. Absolutely. Amen. <clears throat> the next one is I could easily fit on the country radio right now and uh it seems to be an answer to a song that's uh, popular this one's called i wasn't raised like that yes brother <laughs> now my brother Claiborne, he actually wrote that song wow it's a good one, good one i guess it was thank you uh you know i guess he probably wrote that song maybe three years ago mm-hmm. and um, so he sent it to me way back then, but you know, it didn't jump out at me. But then when, when I let the guys know that, that the Lord was giving all these songs, uh, my brother Clayman said, Hey, do you remember that song? <laughs> uh, I wasn't raised like that. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, I, I think I do remember it. I said, you might ought to send it to me again. <laughs> so he sent it to me. And um, the the this time when he sent it to me, I thought, well, that, it really sounds country. And of course, you know, that's really us too now, because yeah. we, as you can probably tell, absolutely uh, the way I, uh, uh, Jeff, you know, I went to radio school. I, I'm jumping, I'm jumping ship here just. It's okay, but I went, I I, I went to a radio school in Memphis. Yeah. When. I was a senior in, in, in high school. Well, actually, just it was the summer before my senior year. Yeah. And so I went to this radio school there, and they tried to get this talk that you hear me talk, you know, <laughs> real Southern. Yeah. Man, they, they worked and worked, brother. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and so I worked at the ra- <laughs> What was they, my first clue, I, right? I, I wanted to <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I tried to get them to get me to sound like you, but... <laughs> I don't know. It didn't. It just didn't happen, brother. Oh no! I could try to. But I could anyway, try to sound like you, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and so, brother, you know the part about our mom and daddy yeah. showed us well Amen. to love our neighbor mm-hmm. as we love ourselves. The, those are the real parts about the song because if you had only known my mother and daddy, mm. then then you would. You would surely know that uh, they loved people, no matter how rich, how poor, no matter what color 
no matter who you are, and maybe the if you think of yourself as being a, the worst sinner in the world, you would be loved by uh, our family because that's the way we were taught and brought up. Absolutely, Ron, you were blessed. You were blessed. And then, of course, you uh, did a little bit of Southern rock as well. This one could have been covered by Leonard Skinner, I would think. It's called I'm Saved. I'm Saved. Well, brother, that song came about like most songs that come. I, I'm playing the guitar. I open my mouth, and these words come. And I can't explain it except one way. Mm. You can never give away anything as far as from your mouth to other people. You can never give what you don't already have there in your heart. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you speak whatever is in your heart, mm -hmm. whether that be good. Yeah. Or whether that be bad. Yeah. And so that song, I had the guitar lick. Dun, 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 dun. I had those guitar licks, mm -hmm. but I didn't have a song mm. until one day I was playing those licks. And then, Mama told me, better wiser. And, sing, and, and all of a sudden, yeah. they just started coming. And then to the part, I know I'm saved, mm -hmm. being redeemed. I've been baptized and I've never felt so clean. Mm -hmm. I'm saved. Yeah. That's a great tune. Great tune. <clears throat> Thank you. And uh, I guess it's track number seven on the on the album is called Overcomers. Reminds me of a book I read back in Bible school called The Overcomers. Tell us about that. Overcomers? Yes. Um, it takes a whole lot of Jesus to overcome this world and and the rudiments of this world but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and one time Jesus said whosoever shall say to this mountain be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but believe whatsoever things he says shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he asks. So in other words, it takes this key word is faith to believe. If you can only believe, then you can receive. Mm. And so I look to the end and Paul said one time, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I look to the finish line, and I know there's distractions that can come my way, but there's nothing's going to keep me not from being focused on that mark. And to win Jesus Christ is the most greatest accomplishment anyone can accomplish on this earth. And we can do it. Mm -hmm. Through Jesus Christ, all things are possible, no matter what we're going through today we can be overcomers because our minds are focused on him it's not going to be distracted i mean i might look out like i'm down 
but I'm getting up in the name of Jesus because I'm an overcomer. Mm -hmm. If you're born of God, you are an overcomer. Praise God. Amen. Uh, here's a really cool title. I can imagine what it's about. It's called Somebody Moved. <laughs> Somebody Moved. Somebody Moved. Well, well, well you actually, Somebody Moved, present. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Somebody Moved. But, I got a D at the end here. Okay. It's, let's <laughs> change that. Let's circle that. It's called Somebody Move. <laughs> <laughs> somebody Move. Well, now, Jeff, everybody's brought up a little different. You know, I was brought up in a three-room shack. Yeah. No electricity, no running water. That wasn't the way you were brought up, I'd have to say. Mm -hmm. uh, if you were brought up where uh, you, you, you come from the snow land. Yep, yep. <laughs> where there's a lot of snow. Oh, quite a bit, yes. But, uh, but uh, so spiritually talking, mm -hmm. I, I you know, we were brought up in a church that they don't mind uh, and I don't mind lifting my hands and praising God. Yeah. That's just something that that's automatic because the Bible says to lift up holy hands everywhere. Amen. Well, the first place you want to lift, lift your hands is uh, in a place of worship. Mm -hmm. What a small thing for such a big God yeah. that to lift your hands. Now, I never done. I wasn't brought up that way. Yeah. Now, I wasn't raised that way, but <laughs> but I will say this, that that I got an invitation out to a church that was spirit-filled, and it was so different that it was something so real about it that I, I loved it. And But I knew that these folks had something that I didn't have, and that was the Spirit of God. But I tried running Really, Jeff, for a while. Yeah. That was around 1976. Mm -hmm. I was with United Artists Records in Hollywood, and they promised me everything mm -hmm. except the things that they couldn't give me was what I was looking for. And that was for the love. That was for the joy. That was for the peace. That was for getting rid of depression and all the stuff that I was going through. They couldn't give that to me. Mm -hmm. So I, I kept running, and I had <clears> three car wrecks. I got busted April 15th. Mm -hmm. 1977 in Newton, Mississippi. But it was after yeah. that, May 29th, 1977, I gave my life to God. The following Wednesday, June the 2nd, 1977, I was buried in baptism mm -hmm. with Jesus Christ. June the 5th, I was raised from the, 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 the grave as Jesus on the third day he rose, Amen. on that third day, thank God, by the Spirit of God, I was raised up out of that tomb in Jesus Christ, and I'm alive forevermore. Yeah. Thanks be to God. Amen, amen. And I guess it ties in with the next one. It's called Under the Blood. Under the Blood was written 1997. Really? And so I wrote that song way back then. And uh, I was recording this artist, and she needed a song. And so she wanted me to write her a song. And so that's, that song, when it came, um, it, it was always really special. But I, I didn't know if I would ever record it. But way back down deep in my heart, I knew that one day it would be recorded by David and the Giants some way 
somehow. And if not David and the Giants, I would be doing it on a solo project. But when we started uh, What Are You Waiting For, the album, the new album, uh, we needed another song. And so the Lord refreshed my memory uh, uh, under the blood. And so thanks be to God. Because when I think about that song, it's, it's really my life. All is written. All through the songs, if you will listen to most of them and, 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 and check out the lyrics, it's real personal mm -hmm. because God has been so personal in my life and he's done so much for me. And the love that I have for him uh, has stayed fresh all these years. And I love him more today than I did yesterday. Amen. And I loved him very much <clears throat> yesterday. Yeah. I want to love him more and more. That's beautiful. And thank him yeah. for the blood of Jesus. Amen. And the title tune uh, sums everything up very nicely. It's called, What Are You Waiting For? In 1997, I'm sorry, 1977 mm -hmm. was when we were born again. Yeah. And, uh, see, Jeff, we weren't going to play music anymore when we got saved. Right. Yeah. Because our music was pretty radical. Yeah. And so we were just going to go to the house of worship and just serve God, sit on the pew. Mm -hmm. And the pastor said, wait just a minute. <laughs> he said, take back up your instruments because... There was a prophecy that, that came about two years before we got there mm -hmm. that there was going to be a band that was going to come to that church and get saved, and they were going to be an outreach group for the lost. Wow. And Brother Morgan, our pastor, he said, I believe you guys are the people that it was prophesied about. Mm. He said, so take back your instruments, write your, write your own songs, he said, and we'll go out and try to reach the lost. That's what he said. Beautiful. And so... That's what we did then, and that's what we're doing today. Yeah. We're trying to reach that little lost sheep that went astray. And um, I was once lost, but now I'm found. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So how do you think this album stands up against uh, previous work? Uh, it honestly seems like every album uh, gets better than the one before it, <laughs> even after all these years. How do you maintain such a high quality, and how have you avoided getting burnout? It, it takes a Lord. Yeah. It takes a Lord in everything. It's, he renews our strength. Mm -hmm. He renews our mind. Um, the, the new album is is set apart from any album we've ever done before, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, we're having so many, so many people that are writing us, that's calling us, that's emailing us, that's telling us about this new project, mm -hmm. that it's their favorite of all time. I think it's, but it really it is It was my good. favorite before. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. That, that's exactly, that's exactly the way we feel, Jeff. Yeah. And it's, you know what's so, so strange is I didn't really do anything different than what I've done before, except for one thing. It's something we didn't plan on doing. Mm. It was never going to happen for David and the Giants to do a studio album. But in July, when the song started coming, mm. it was like a revelation yeah. that this was to be something from the Lord. 
So because of the Lord Jesus Christ, this album is set apart for such a time as right now. Yeah. Oh, it is, it is beautiful. Um, how long do you think you'll continue to perform? We hope for a long time. <laughs> how long do you think you'll be able to uh, continue performing, ministering, and recording? I will never stop. Yeah, good. Keep it going. I will never stop. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is what I was called to do. Yes. And I, I, I know most of your listeners might have a hard time uh, receiving what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. Because I know what I know. But I had a, I was first asleep in 1978. I was dating my wife to be. And I wanted to make sure that she was the one. I put places before God. Yeah. Lord, let me see two stars fall at one time. Mm -hmm. And then I'll know it's you. I put a hard place before the Lord. Mm. But I never saw two stars fall at one time. But in 1978, I heard a voice as sure when you're speaking on on, on this on your microphone mm -hmm, there, yeah. and, and I'm hearing you on this phone, mm -hmm. as sure as I'm hearing you, I heard the voice of the Lord. Wow. And this is what he was saying. Here's what he was saying, Jim. He said, keep on singing, keep on singing my song. Keep on singing, keep on singing my song. Keep on singing, keep on singing my song, over and over and over. He got louder, and I woke up, and the voice did not go away. Wow. He kept getting louder and louder, saying, keep on singing, keep on singing my song. And when I said, yes, Lord, <laughs> the, the voice stopped, and there was, there was a peace. It was so, everything was so quiet. I was there at the recording studio where my two brothers and I lived upstairs at, at, at our studio there in Mississippi, in Laurel, Mississippi. And so when the voice stopped, and I don't know how long it was between when the voice of the Lord stopped until the time that I said, Lord, what about Twyla? That was the girl that I was dating. The one that I felt in my heart was to be my wife. And the voice said, marry her with I took the Lord at his word yeah. and I went and I didn't ask her mm -hmm. I told her I was going to marry her <laughs> and so we got married yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. beautiful amen we got married during the 20s amen yeah. thank you Jesus <laughs> he that finds a wife finds a good you thing <laughs> hallelujah yeah. and so and so June, June <clears throat> 22nd 1980 we were married and I am still singing to God be the glory. Amen. I'm singing his song. Beautiful. Just beautiful. I want to ask you also, you have a solo album. How, how many solo albums have you done? I think um, a couple anyway. Um, the last one you did, Born for This, uh, great album. Uh, there's three songs that we uh, have in rotation, and I would like to ask, ask you a little bit about them. Uh, first one is called Come On Down. Uh-huh. Well, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. And so, you know, the Lord came down on that mount with Moses and also with 
Peter, James, and John, and Jesus there. Uh, and so, you know, it was just a cry to God, you know, anywhere and everywhere I'm at, I always pray for his presence to be there, his anointing to be there. And it was just an, another way of saying just simply, come on down, Lord. You're welcome here. Amen. There's nothing like the name of Jesus. Yes. And then another tune on there, a great one called What a Difference. Now, that's a, um, that's a, a remembrance song in remembrance of, uh, it was an elderly black brother that every Saturday when we would go to town, and the country folks only went to town once a week, sometimes once every two weeks. But, you know, I only thought that there was one kind of music, and that was country. Mm. We didn't have a radio because we didn't have electricity. Yeah. And uh, so, but my daddy played country music, and so he'd play the guitar. And so uh, there was an elderly black gentleman that was uh, blind, and he played this guitar. He had a little cup on the keys of his guitar, and it was a tin cup so that when people walked by, people would put change in his cup. And... I'll never forget, you know, seeing that, that man play the guitar. And it touched me because I believe it was what he was singing about because he was singing about the Lord. And so that, that song um, uh, came about in, in remembrance of that, that man because I was so thankful that I was introduced to other kinds of music, uh, you know, other than just one style and I believe God loves all styles of music yep. that glorifies <clears throat> his name. Yes. And so he'll make a difference in your life if you just let him. And uh, I let him every day I live mm -hmm. in the name of <clears throat> Jesus. Amen. And uh, the title song, I guess this is your song. This is the David Huff uh, title tune for his entire life. It's called Born for This. We're all born into this world for purpose. And unfortunately, a lot of people never find their purpose until they find Jesus Christ. And so when I was born there in that little three-room shack, there was a guitar that my dad played, and it was in a corner. And it was a special day that I remembered looking at that guitar, knowing in my mind, in my heart, I was probably three, four, I'm not exactly sure, but I remember in my heart I was thinking that that's what I want to do, just like my daddy. I want to play music. I want to play the guitar. And, of course, I didn't know it was going to be for Jesus one day. I thought it was all about me and nobody else. But something happens. Something happens when you meet Jesus Christ Amen. because he... All things are passed away, and all things become brand new when you meet this this one called Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen to that. Okay, uh, what was my... I had one more question for you. This is a little bit of a commercial for you. How do people uh, book you, Solo, or the band? And do you have anything coming up in the near future that people should be aware of? And what's the best way? Uh, your webpage? Uh, yes, the website is a good place to go. Mm -hmm. That's David 
It's uh, DavidHuff.com. Okay. They can, you know, get all of our proje projects that we've recorded there. Good, yeah. Or you can go to iTunes mm -hmm. also. Yeah. And you can book uh, David and the Giants by either the website. Uh, you can either, you know, write me at DavidWilliamHuff at gmail.com. Good. Or you can call 770-266-5266 okay, for do, yeah. inquiries, you know, do the, do the number David Yes, do the number once more time. I cut out a little bit. Uh, re repeat the number. Okay. 770-266-5266. Perfect. Good. And I saw also you have a mission fund. People can help uh, keep uh, David and the Giants uh, going to the Philippines, for example. Uh, there's a, a fundraising uh, page on your website. People want to help out with that. Um, what else did I see? Yes, of course, there's your CDs listed. There's um, what else we have uh, about your recording studio. If any bands would like to come and uh, record in your studio and uh, you would help them out. Is that correct? Yes, Good. sir. In fact, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing today. Perfect. I'm recording. I'm recording a group, the Texas Bible College. We did a live project on on the group there. Oh, great! And it's it's turning out awesome. And would that be available on your web page, or would we get information for that? I'd love to hear some of that uh, recordings coming from your studio. So, uh, let us know uh, if and when that's available. Okay, great. With uh, Danae Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just recorded a project with me, okay. and her name is Danae Richardson, okay. and her project is awesome. Okay, we'll look for that for sure. Really good. Okay, um, what else we have here, of course? Uh, yeah, we've got your store, which lists all your CDs, I believe, and uh, vinyl and downloads. I would prefer people go to your downloads than iTunes, but if they can go to iTunes, that's good too, like you said, of course. Um, yes, yeah, that's sir. great. And then they, when they get uh, albums and CDs, MP3s come along with it. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So that's a bonus. So you don't have to download it on your computer. It's already there yes, to sir. go. And then you've got your copy for your hard drive or your... Um, do you have any vinyl still or is that a thing of the past for you right now? You know, we're working on yeah, that. Because a lot right of people are doing that with Kickstarter or whatever and uh, putting out vinyl remasters or re releases. So it can be done. And they're out of print. I, yes, I guess they're all out of print by now. And not everybody's lucky as I am to have uh, several of your albums on vinyl. <laughs> I've actually got about 10 on cassette as well. That dates me. Oh, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Okay, David, that's great. I think that's uh, all we have for you today. That's absolutely amazing. To be, thank you for updating us on what you've been doing. Uh, love the new album. We play it a lot. And uh, we're going to be um, putting together this show, uh, again. I guess, for the Time Machine show. Also, we'll be able to play some clips of this along with uh, songs and tracks and uh, keep it going. So... Uh, oh, thank great. you, David. I'm just going to uh, say this is Jeff Cooper from Classic Christian Rock Radio. Our guest today was David Huff of David and the Giants, and it's been great. Thank you so much, David. Thank you, Jeff. God bless you.